Welcome to the Gatecast and our journey to the Pegasus Galaxy and the City of the Ancients, Atlantis. Hello, good evening, and welcome to Gatecast episode 299. There's nothing significant about that number. Nope, just a number. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to this latest episode of Gatecast. We are a free podcast. Uh, okay. Tonight, we're going to be looking at Stargate Atlantis episode, Tracker. Something involving runners. You could be right. Do you recall having watched the episode? No, but I'm not recording much these days because I'm only two days back in work and my brain is still reeling with the shock of getting up at seven o'clock. <laughs> After nine days of sort of lying in bed at half ten coming on. I'm still not fully used to I've only been working like this for three months. I'm not used to sort of getting up. I mean, I get lunch at half twelve. I don't get out of work until half five. You know how hungry I am by the time I get home? I imagine quite a bit. Yes. I have to say, I indulged myself just watching all four crossover episodes of Arrow and the Flash. Yeah. Seriously, why would anyone ever trust Malcolm? <laughs> I mean, come on! He's practically comic book villain. You know, you can trust him up to a point. Beyond that, it's anybody's the, the, game. The point being the point of the sword that he's got pressed to your throat. And I was chatting with Jeffrey pointing out that most of the comic book shows, the good comic book shows I watch, are Warner Brothers. And Jeffrey kindly pointed out that Warner Brothers owns DC. So it's not as if they have to license it. The CW have to pay for it, though. Yeah, but DC Comics is a Warner Brothers property. Yeah, but it's not Warner Brothers who are stopping up the money up front to make it. CW are paying them to make it. That's just like one division paying another division. That's the way it goes, isn't it? <laughs> Legends of Tomorrow. The rumour is it may only be one season. It's that expensive to make. The other rumour I've heard is they're going to bring Constantine into it. Well, you did okay on Arrow. You did, and I couldn't quite bring myself to fully finish it. I didn't enjoy it. I'd gone through 11 episodes of it in three days. I thought it was very well cast, but again, I think it looked inexpensive. I watched it, I thought, bugger me, they put a lot of money in this. <laughs> I still think, if he's not in Legends of Tomorrow, I think one of the streaming services might pick it up. I've said this to you before, but that's the only way you're going to get quality drama made, where you're not beholden to advertisers. Netflix gathers demographic and viewership data that network TV shows would kill for. You ever wonder, is that why they, after four episodes, it automatically pauses and asks if you're still there? Could be. Because it could be people who just start off and leave it running. Isn't that what, what they said when you were having the big Star Trek promotion? Just play Star Trek in the background, even if you're not watching it. Did you see what I treated myself to? Was it Minifig, or was it that SR-71? <laughs> the SR-71. You know, the email just popped up. I'd seen the model before, and they were about 160 quid. I thought, I'm not paying that, I can't pay that. And then, oh, we've got a cancelled order, first come, first served. Huge discount. And I looked, 80 quid. I went, yes, I'm there. The box is beautiful. The box? <laughs> the box, yeah. Beautiful, shiny black, very lightly stenciled with the shape of the uh, aircraft. So you're keeping the box, you're displaying the box as well? I'll probably not throw the box away. (laughs) Hi, I'm Nukechas, the host of Nutty Bites. And hi, I'm Tech, Nutty's regular guest. Or antagonist. Our podcast is like a call-in show where geeks get to debate topics about speculative fiction. We don't really debate. Sure we do. We debate topics such as lame superpowers, the best villains, and our favorite apocalypses. We more like rant, rave, and then have massive nerd rages. People call in from all over the world, sometimes minor celebrities, and we've even had some supervillains show up. Do you ever notice that you never have any superheroes or good guys? I'm a good guy. Compared to what? Antagonist. Not really a guest. Nutty Bites. Nimlast.org. Okay, I'm staring at a blank screen with your name and a photo which probably in some way resembles you. If we're ready to go, or did you want... You mean the Skype window? Yes. Trying to figure out why you were looking at a picture of me on the video. (laughs) I have no idea what a picture of you looks like, Mike. You were the one that said it, not me. (laughs) I know, I was just trying to prompt the response for possibly an offer. Right then, this is, as usual, a rip from the Region 2 DVD. Runtime, 41 minutes, 46 seconds. We are currently, as Alan says, looking at the black screen. Zero, 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 zero. If you want to watch along with our commentary, uh, just line up the video. And when Alan does his three to one click, press play. It is as simple as that. Indeed. Because I'm in the mood. Svenska. Ooh. Three, 
Ricky. Okay. <laughs> yes, Rodney. Losing your hair. What is he saying that for? Don't worry about it. Hey. Hey. Heard you going off world. He just walked right in. Yeah. Is there something they're not telling us? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Was he making himself pretty for when John came along? Well, I can't go off world in the free time? Oh, no, go ahead. I just think it's odd that you're volunteering for goodwill missions on your day off. Well, I'm turning over a new leaf. It's a whole new, uh, you know, kinder, gentler Rodney McKay. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is suspicious. Yeah. What's he up to? What? <laughs> yeah, sceptical look there from Joe. <laughs> Only John, a sceptical look from me. <laughs> you'd see a sceptical look anyway. Oh, there you are. You all set? Oh, this is why. You coming too, are you? Yeah. Ronan offered to help out too so I just thought you know more the merrier right hmm. is there a problem no 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 it's just I was just no it's nothing he thought he was having the day with Jennifer okay. and Ronan is tagging along she looks quite good in that jacket doesn't she yep and the ponytail you've been following her tweets after she gave birth no she had a little nipper just before Christmas come on lads behave are they sure they're far enough away yeah don't worry about it people we're seeing today. As long as you avoid any physical contact, you should be fine. Contagion doesn't seem to be airborne. Oh, the good old village set. Redress slightly to make it new and unusual. Avoiding physical contact. Not too severe a strain, but enough to put a scare into them. Come on, Rodney, you could at least offer to carry a backpack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's caught it too. Will he be alright? His fever's mild, so plenty of rest, lots of fluids, and he should be fine. I'm also going to prescribe some medicine. Oh, a neuro uh, mini dace inhibitor? Very good. Um, can I have a look at you too, Aaron, just to be on the safe side? Erin here, the mother of the young boys, played by Chell Horsdal. Mm-hmm. She played Lieutenant Womack in five episodes of SG-1. Also appeared in one of the webisodes of Stargate Universe. Hmm. Canadian actress. There were episodes for Stargate Universe? Yes. I don't think those are. <laughs> Send the boys away. <laughs> Yeah. The cock and two balls. <laughs> they made a note to saying that had to be on camera. You know, you don't have to be here. I'm sure you have plenty of stuff to do back on Atlantis. Oddly enough, I don't, actually. But um, if you need to get back, then... No, I'm good. That looks very thin soup. Yeah, food. <laughs> Ronan will really eat anything. I, mean, I don't want to interrupt if they're in the middle of medical stuff. Hi. Um, Dr. Kellergun? She's not with you? She finished with us, then left, said she was going to join you at the tavern. Uh-oh. <laughs> You've lost the doctor. Well done, lads. Jennifer. Jennifer! Jennifer, it's Rodney. Do you read me? Jennifer. Dr. Keller, please respond. Oh, you've got some explaining to do. All right, well, either the radio isn't working or she's turned it off. No, she wouldn't do that. Then what happened to her? Phew, credit. <laughs> this day started out so well for Rodney. Right then. Stargate Atlantis, Season 5, Episode 9, Tracker. Gatecast, Episode 299. This episode was from a story by David Schmidt and Carl Binder. It was written by Carl Binder and directed by William Waring. And its premiere in America, September the 19th, 2008. Canada got it September the 22nd. We got it November the 13th. Sweden, November the 21st. Germany, September the 16th, 2009. Australia, March the 18th, 2010. And Japan, October the 20th of the same year. Uh, just a few shows with the episodes of the same name, Seven Days and Calling Tyrone. But there is a 2007 and 2010 movies, a TV show from 2001 called Tracker, and a number of film shorts from 2000, 2008, 2009, and 2015. Mm. And we're back. Anything? Checked up and down the street, no one's seen her. There is only one street. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that big a village. Not unless someone took her against her will. Maybe you should go back to the gate radio and ask for help. Maybe you're right. I'll stay here and check the entire village. And the director says, can we just have a little bit of greenery in the scene, please? Just above their heads. Mm-hmm. What is it about Dr. Keller? Every time she goes in the woods, something happens. You do go down the woods, today. <laughs> now that's what you call rope. <laughs> You know, there are some specialist websites where you can see a lot of this sort of uh, action. Mm-hmm. Leather and rope. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. Man, a few words. <laughs> mm-hmm. Shush, woman. Shush. Go on, shoot her. Granted, you'll have to carry her, but I think she's not that heavy. Oh, she's probably quite dense. Okay. What do you want from me? And stop asking questions. I just want to know why you kidnapped me. How did you take me from the village? I don't even remember. Well, you look at her face, she's terrified, that's for sure. Good. Let's go. The village in the background, a matte insert, which looks fantastic. Yeah, go ahead. I got some footprints outside the village. Jennifer's? Standard land is tread. There's someone with her. <laughs> Did you do it, Ronan? Mm-hmm. Looks like there was a struggle. Oh, the little drums in the background. Weird thing is, it's like they just appeared out of nowhere. What do you mean, nowhere? I mean, there's nothing at all between here and the village, and they just appear. They dropped out of the sky. It sounds a bit, you know, that the Klingon theme from uh, the Star Trek motion picture. Got a single set of tracks heading to the woods. A single set? Not Keller's, the other guys. Well, so what happened to Keller's? How about calling for some reinforcements? Just a thought. Now these prints are deeper. This is filmed in Ling Canyon, one of the few remaining green areas that the production got to use. Things have changed uh, in the ten years since they started filming Stargate in this area. Maybe we should wait. All right, I'm almost at the gate. I'll, I'll, I'll radio ahead, get a, get a team here, do a proper search. That sounds good. You do that. Meantime, I'm going after. Oh, Rodney, what to do? What to do? Okay. Yeah, I'm here. I got two sets of tracks again. She's still alive. Now, they've got to be worried that actually... Wait. Now, that actually was the real gate. Mm. Or at least one third of it. Okay. Mm. <laughs> mobilized. Join you shortly. And when you see it, you fall, of course, it's a CGI. Which is why it doesn't quite look as good. Mm. Oh, right. Oh, of course. Just to put the icing on the cake. Oh, wait, icing. <laughs> Not the greatest outfits for running through woodland, but I suppose it's all about style with the wraith. Okay, Rodney. Very quiet. Oh, well done, Rodney. <laughs> oh, crap. Crap. <laughs> oh. What? We got a wraith! How many? Four of them just came through the gate and one of them's about to kill me! Help! Help! <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Go for it, David. <laughs> and he hit him. Holy crap! <laughs> oh, Ron has been practicing. Oh, he nearly trips, nearly trips. In fairness, though, several years ago, Ron wouldn't have made it over that log. No, probably not. <laughs> That's it. Stop and hide. Oh, good of the raid to stop. Now this is where the Wraith is just looking over the stump at you, waiting for you to look up. There we go. (laughs) Did he say oh shit? He nearly did. They cut it. And David really complained about that because he really did hit that tree hard, even with padding on. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> I assume that was maximum setting. I would hope so. What? Wraith Hunter. They chase runners. I thought runners were extremely rare, like only a few in the galaxy. That's right. Yeah, so a few years ago we run into you and now another one? I mean, what, what are the odds of that? Where did the other Wraith go? But like you say, Rodney's come a long way in the five years of Atlantis. The very fact that he can handle a gun even if it does look like he's, you know, totally panicked all the time. Yeah. Oh, where are you taking me? <laughs> Helpless. Mwah. <laughs> At least tell me your name. There'll be time to talk when we get there. Where? Well, we don't know his name yet, but it's Kirit, played by Mike Dopu, Canadian actor. Been in a couple of episodes of SG-1 as uh, Odell Ventrell and Colonel Cherubos, Russian name. Of course, he also appeared as Varro in Stargate Universe. Ronnie? Yeah, that's... Oh, clever. Behind you... Okay, that's different. Oh. Oh. <laughs> that's a sharp little blade. 
and they actually toyed with the idea of seeing the head roll down the hill. Mm-hmm. Oh, she looks, she looks terrified. Oh, she looks terrified. You just decapitated someone. <laughs> A wraith? Come on, be fair. Why? What happened? We spotted wraith in the area. Wraith coming here. Hopefully not. It's just a few of them. We think they're looking for someone else. But we don't want to take any chances. Look, have you seen anyone different in the village recently? Any, any newcomers? Anyone who looks, uh, like <laughs> Well, you pay. No. We don't have time for this. Is there a place your people can hide? There are dozens of caverns surrounding the village. Our ancestors used them during the last calling. Good. Come on, let's go. You know, there's a lot wrong with Wraith's senses if hiding in a cave totally defeats them. Mm-hmm. We've long been walking for hours now. Can I at least rest for a bit? Nope. Uh-huh. Seriously, come on, Jennifer. A few minutes to allow your team to gain ground on us? What team? You're from Atlantis. You're a doctor. There were two men traveling with you. I'll give a 10 out of 10 for effort. <laughs> yeah, he's fine. I had enough of her. Uh-huh. Okay, <laughs> that's one way to deal with Geller. Watch your step. Just keep going. Just past that gully. You're almost there. Sit, sit. On your step, sir. Sir. Ma- uh, ma'am, sorry. Uh, you, you have a. That is clearly a mustache. Now this bit is brilliant. Erin, the mother of that young boy that Keller was treating to start with, <laughs> she actually came up to him as the actress and said, "Where's my son?" Then keep him quiet. Make sure no one makes a sound unless you hear from me or me. All right. Thank you. You know, they're <laughs> evacuating the village, but a young son who's ill in bed. They've left. Mm-hmm. You really don't want a guest actress questioning your continuity. It takes too long to go back. That runner took her. We let him get too far ahead, we'll never find them. Look, if you want to go to the gate, go ahead. I'm leaving. Ronan? Ronan? I... Oh, damn it. Would you just... Ronan! Mm-hmm. But it means you're on your own, Rodney. <laughs> you're my little bunny now. Mm-hmm. He's bounced back remarkably quickly. You done trying to escape? For now... More wraith close by. We need to keep moving. Those leggings are good enough. They do a bit, yeah. <laughs> You're not from the village, are you? I've never noticed you, and I pretty much met everyone. Even from this planet? You're the one who brought the wraith here. They're after you. Why? I'm a runner. You know about runners? One of the men I'm traveling with, he used to be one. Used to be. It's impossible. Runners don't stop being runners. Yeah, well, this one did. Yeah, well, how? Take me to him and we'll tell you. I promise. Look, we don't have to be enemies. They made a conscious decision when they wrote this episode to make Jennifer show an extra year's experience of working on Atlantis and on alien worlds because she's vastly different from the time on Missing with Taylor. (laughs) We can be friends. We could even be friends. <laughs> yes, it's not working. The bloke's got a plan and he's not sharing it at the moment. The runner. Keller's tracks aren't even. She's either hurt or bound. Probably both. Well, at least the tracks are clear. They're easy to follow, right? That's the problem. No runner's that stupid. <laughs> and that is a reuse from their own library, taken from the episode Harmony. Actually... We have two hours, 43 minutes, and 17 seconds. This planet's sun currently has a very gradual angle of descent and a very short night. I always make it a point to download the planetary data on every address I dial. Even goodwill missions. You know, things like... Uh, yeah, I don't think Ronan's interested, Rodney. I know you like to hear yourself talk. <laughs> Just wondering how long you'd make it out here without your little gadgets. Oh, you know, I think you'd be surprised, you know? I mean, I may not be exactly what you would call an outdoors person, but that doesn't mean I don't find the whole man versus nature thing uninteresting. Hell, I joined a scouting organization when I was a child. Lodge 14 of the Fort McMurray Eager Beavers. Beavers? Yep, large rodent, big teeth. Uses them to chop down trees and build dams. Very industrious. I was with them for a few months before they asked me to leave, but uh, I got the manual. Still have it. Scouting for beavers. Invaluable resource. So I think you'll find in a pinch, I handle myself very well. Thank you, Bert. You <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, beaver. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, right. Some writer's having a laugh at this. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Someone was sitting here. Again, you wouldn't believe it, though, that the film in this, within about 200 feet area of the main camera housing, huh. used a lot of additional greenery to spice things up, alter the look of each of the woodland. Footprints keep going this way. Single set. 
Yeah, I know, but maybe he's carrying her again. Look, maybe they were attacked by the wraith. Jennifer was stunned, and then the runner kills the wraith and disposes of the body, and then carries Jennifer on up the trail. Hmm. Oh, where's the body then? Did he hide the body as well while Keller was sleeping? Mm -hmm. oh, that explains what he was doing, pressing down on his feet as he walked up the hill. <laughs> That's it, Detective Rodney McKay. Mm -hmm. Woodsman extraordinaire. Now this is a genuine copy of what the Viet Cong used to use in uh, the Vietnam War. Oh. Yes, as your weight went on it, your leg would be dragged right through. Oh. Ooh. And the only way to pull you out, ooh, that's brutal. What now? Can we go up? Up? How? Do you have a rope? No need for ropes. <laughs> He's got something better than that. <laughs> See? Magic. Did we just... And that's all green screen. How did we do that? Again, looks pretty good. I was on the planet a while back. Lots of technology. Got this from one of the locals. Barely put it on my arm before it fused to my skin. The actual cliff itself was real. They were wondering if they'd have to green screen that as well, but they found a nice little area they could film on. That's how you got me out of the village so fast. I can only go short distances. It needs time to recharge between jumps, especially when I take someone with me. But it's helped me stay ahead of the race. Okay, I imagine so. Hmm. Well, suddenly he's got Mr. Chatty. Hmm. Okay! Yes, I mean, a uh, mm -hmm. problem, isn't it? <laughs> oh, come on, Rodney. But this is worth it, just for this scene. He's popping oh. on one foot, shooting his 9mm, and he's booting his other hand. Brilliant. What the hell are you doing? At the moment, killing race. What are you stopping for? I have a stone in my boot, I told you. No, you didn't. I did, I said, wait up, I got a stone in my boot. And that was actually thought up on the day. If you look at the DVD extras, there are actually some behind-the-scenes footage for this episode. We don't have to play Man Tracker now. We're going to know exactly where this guy is. Also a good commentary track from Carl Binder and William Waring. Thanks to this handy gadget. Look at that signal. They're even farther away than I thought. Rodney, ungrateful. Well, he probably considers that it's Rodney that's kept him from catching up. At some point, you're going to need my help. You'll see. There'll be some problem you can't solve. You'll turn to me. I'll figure it out in the nick of time. You'll say, good job, or, or just grunt, or slap me on the back harder than necessary. Anyways, the point is, we both have our gifts. So you need to stop resenting my presence here and start realizing we're on the same team, both trying to achieve the same goal, right? You listening? You got the tracker face. Can you hear what I'm saying here? Now, we're actually recording this before Whispers, so at this point, we don't recognise this little piece of woodland because this is where John Shepard met the all-female SG team in that episode. Who is she, your wife? When we get there, I won't be able to stay with you. The longer I'm in one place, the greater the danger. There's probably a dozen more race on the way. It was filmed at the same time as this episode, so when they had the actors swapping and jumping about, so one day they'd film Mike and uh, Jewel, the next day the two lads. They really had to jump through hoops to get the final season produced under budget. Technological problems, not rock climbing problems. Thought so. <laughs> okay, boys. <laughs> oh, Roland's being a, a dick. You could say that. Had a few doctors try. No luck. I have advanced medical technology with me. I know. Yeah, but you're not Carson. That runner I was telling you about, one of our doctors removed his tracking device. That's how he was able to stop being a runner. You have something in here that can remove it. I have a scanner. With that, I can pinpoint the location of your tracking device, give you some anesthetic, make a quick incision, you're free of it. Right. Look, you say there's someone who needs medical attention? It's going to be a lot safer for all of us if we throw the wraith off your trail before we get there. Well, you can't really argue with the logic of that. At some point, he is going to have to trust her. Oh, you don't mind if I whip this out? Never seen one that big, have you, girly? Ooh, she's got a scanner. Okay. Turn around. If you try anything... Just I turn around. <laughs> yes, just turn your back to me and let me pull out this very sharp scalpel. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you can trust me. Did you see it? Oh, I dare you not to trust me. 
<laughs> they were saying they were very disappointed they never got the chance to bring this character back. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the... Uh-oh. Oh, that's not good news. It's much more complicated. It's branched out, fused not only to your spine, but also to your brainstem. Calm, stoic. Removing it would kill you. Taking it, well, that's for sure. I'm sorry. I need to get moving. Is that a nod to the ghoul? Could be. You imagine if the if we actually saw a graphic of the tablet, it looked just like a symbiote wrapped around its spinal cord. Probably. Also, that was a nod to tricorders. Makes you wonder if he was actually turned a runner after Ronan got his removed. Uh-huh. Maybe they changed the design so it couldn't be removed. He's still blah, blah, blah. Ronan's actually showing a lot of restraint. Now, this is gorgeous. Oh! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rodney as he stands up. <laughs> this guy's good. This guy's a killer. All that, nothing about it is real. All set pieces merged together and it looked lawless. Again, behind the scenes, Jason was saying he wanted to do the stunts, but they wouldn't let him. Well, it wouldn't be Stargate if there wasn't a cave somewhere. Her name's Celise. What happened to her? She fell, injured her leg. I did my best to clean the wound, but... Oh. Yeah, that's nasty. Oh. When did this happen? A few days ago. When she got worse, I went looking for a doctor. Went to three different planets. I heard there were people from Atlantis helping the village here with their sickness, so... I brought her here, found this cave to hide her, and set a few traps to keep the wraith or anyone else away. Then waited for you to show up. You know, you could have just asked for my help instead of kidnapping me. I couldn't take that chance. Most people don't want anything to do with runners. Celeste is played by Nina Todd. She's done a few shows. R.L. Stein's The Haunting Hour. Hell of a Wedding. She lived in a village that was destroyed by the Wraith. Let me guess, you brought the Wraith there. I stayed there one night. I didn't think they'd find me that fast. She got cast because they thought she wasn't overacting on the audition. She was just playing a, a normal, subdued young woman. Very pleased with her. How bad is she? Very bad. Her blood pressure is dangerously low. She's septic, going into shock. And what does that mean? It means the wound is necrotic. I'm going to have to surgically debride it. Doctor, daughter. I'm surprised a lot of people even know what runners are. I would have thought it was very advertised. I imagine that story has happened to every runner at some point. Mm-hmm. No matter how much you want to stay away from uh, populations, eventually you want, you know, a bit of company. Mm-hmm. I'll do what I can. In this damp, dank cave. Mm-hmm. I'll be close by. Considering it's on a set, actually lit very well. And it's green. It's green, yeah. On a sand stage. Basically, that's it. That's the entire sand stage that you're looking at them. <laughs> Gaze in wonder at the almost realistic vegetation before cutting back to the cave scene and a close up of the young girl's wounds. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. I'm here to help you. Yes. Your mother, your brother, your dad, your grandpa, everybody you knew is dead, but you'll be alright. Well, I told you to send me cousin to mine. Drove ambulances from the fire brigade, and there was a girl they put out of a vehicle, and she was crying because her doll had had the head taken off in the accident, and he was looking. How do I tell her both her parents had been killed? Okay then. That's a beautiful doll. Kira, clean it for me. Wow, mean old Kira, huh? No figure. He's not mean. He just pretends to be. No, you can't adopt her. I know someone just like him. Signal's circling. Whoever's taking her? I think they've arrived. How long before daybreak? Uh, Not long now. Maybe under an hour. It's pretty short. What are you doing? Shoot it! How did they creep up on that wraith? It's not as if they were actually creeping along silently. I'm assuming it's dead. Don't move. Oh, that would explain it. 
Ah, there we go. Walked into one of the traps that Kirik left. Mm. One less trap to worry about. It's supposed to be comforting. I'm not sure exactly how that punched through his body. Mm. <laughs> that was actually a network node. They wanted to see one of the wraiths on the trap, so mm. who knew? Network executives actually come up with a good idea every now and again. How was she? I debrided the wound, cleaned it as best I could, but she's not out of danger, not by a long shot. She needs a much stronger antibiotic regimen, not to mention the probability of a skin graft. I'd like to take her to Atlantis. Our infirmary can provide her with the proper care she needs. I can't go to Atlantis. I know. Yeah, but you can hide out on this planet, at least for a while, while they take the girl back. There comes a point when hoping for, you know, stop getting measures isn't going to work. Kirk, you have to understand something. There's no guarantee she's going to survive this. She's still very sick. But if she survives, being constantly hunted by the Wraith is no life for a child. You know that. If you really want her to live, you need to let her go. If I knew that she would... What is it? Mm. Send me to the Milky Way. I'm pretty sure they can't detect his tracker from another galaxy. Mm. Yeah, that green light does tend to stand out a bit. If you're trying to be stealthy. Against all the greenery. Oof. <laughs> you shouldn't have to solve with that. No, considering it cut through a wraith's neck like it was going through butter. This does explain how he's been so successful. More came then. Oh, oh well. They've already killed three. Yeah, some extra must have come through. Mm -hmm. Of course, you saw there that uh, Mike was also a stuntman as well as an actor, so he was able to do all the stunt work and fighting himself. Ah. <laughs> mm. An appetizer. Yes. <laughs> Although, not much life force there. A nibble at best. Oh, hello. That would take some force to actually push that right through his spine. Very sharp, remember? She might have missed the spine. Yeah, might have done. Wow, that was a... That was a <laughs> what happened? It must have been one hell of a night. <laughs> what happened? The wraith stunned you. I almost killed Solis. <laughs> yeah, but don't worry. I killed the rest of them, dragged you out here. Anyway, I knew we had to get away from the cave, so I carried Solis here, and then I went back and literally dragged you the distance. Not an easy task, let me tell you. Now I'm impressed, because Mike is a big guy. <laughs> Her fever is still very high. The longer she stays on this planet, the greater the danger. No, they made a slight error here. Mm -hmm. They even admitted it in the commentary. This defibrillator is way too big to be carried in that backpack. Mm -hmm. And he actually went online just to confirm that he could find a portable unit that would be lightweight and easy to carry. And when they saw this actually on set, you know, oh, good God. Mm -hmm. This machine is called a defibrillator. It creates a powerful electric shock to restore someone's heart to the proper rhythm. And I think... If I can place the paddles on the skin directly above your tracking device, I might be able to overload the power source. Fry the circuits. And he actually got in touch with a medical professional he knew. He said, would this work if they put one of the paddles at his back and his front? He says, would it disable electronic device? He went, yes. It would also kill him. <laughs> the device will be disabled. If it kills me, same thing. The Wraith won't be able to track me anymore. Pretty much a win-win. It's time to stop running. One rabbit, one rabbit. It's not too much further. Ron is doing okay. He's probably hasn't had anything to eat for 12 hours at least. Promise me you'll make sure she's cared for. I promise. Okay, Jennifer, you're now the fairy godmother to an orphan alien child. Well done. Wolsey will be pleased. What is scares. Not that of uh, Oliver Queen level, but... <laughs> It one that Mike was being overly vain. He would have liked a bit more time to <laughs> tone up a bit before he went for the shirtless scene. 
Yeah, he's still got time to remove all the chest hair. <laughs> of course. What does nobody on these programs ever have any chest hair? <laughs> Speaking of quite a suit for old man. Now this may tickle a bit. Ready? He was born ready. Okay, here we go. No, that's quite nice. <laughs> what the hell? What? I don't know, it just suddenly stopped transmitting. We lost him. <laughs> He's vanished. Back to Roman track mode. Well, that's it. I mean, while they were walking through this area, it was at night, so they probably weren't doing as much to cover the tracks. I get it, but he seems to be trying to... Yeah, inject. And his device has fallen off his wrist as well. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it thinks he's dead. Well, obviously it thinks he's dead. It's like them armbands from upgrades that mm-hmm. Jack and Company wore. What happened? I lost you for a moment, but you're back in the land of the living. Did it work? <laughs> it's a bit of moss on his back. It's for effect. I think so. The device isn't transmitting any signals. I think we successfully fried the sucker. <laughs> I'm proud of you. <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> what are you looking at? Oh. <laughs> Some serious side effects. <laughs> Don't need it anymore. Uh, actually, I know someone who would love to inspect a gadget like that. Mm-hmm. Inspect a gadget. <laughs> go, go, gadget, Roman. Yep. Anything? What? Body was dragged through here. See, now you've got him worried. That's a nice shot. It is, isn't it? <laughs> Sometimes you can plan that, and sometimes it happens. That actually looks a suspicious piece of greenery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two bodies laid here. Ground cover's trampled in two spots. So the race got to them before we did? I don't think so. I don't see any wraith footprints anywhere. Well, so what happened? What, they killed each other? No one's dead. At least they weren't when they were here. My guess is these little bushes they're filming through were put by the greens unit. So she killed him, probably in the process of disabling his tracking device. No, she didn't kill him. He was unconscious. Good God, Ronan, come on. <laughs> mm-hmm. That way. So what, she brought him here unconscious, revived when they left together? Looks like it. Hey, wait a second, you said there were two bodies, so what, she took a nap? Sarcastic Rodney. What did they have for breakfast? Mm-hmm. Probably a child. Have no footprint. Give him time, he'll actually tell her his name as well. She was carried here. Oh, she, how could you possibly know the kid was a girl? Oh. Ah. Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, of course, only girls have dogs. Damn gender-centric. That sounds like a... Yep. Whoa. Dart. Looks like we're not the only ones who noticed this signal died. Haven't you noticed a lot of time the darts don't seem to use sensors scanning the ground? How many times have they flown over people and not taken on blind bit of notice? There's a path down not too far from here. Stay here. I'll check to make sure it's still safe. I sure hope that's a dummy. I, I really hope that's a dummy because... <laughs> Seriously, I think he tried to bounce one away. Woo! Ronan! Ronan, wait! Jennifer! Make him stop. What? Make him stop. Jason wasn't too happy about this fight. He thought it needed to be more choreographed. Mm-hmm. But the directors were happy because <laughs> it was it was basically brutal, no holds barred, messy. Listen, he just wanted me to help the little girl. She's sick. She's dying. We need to get her back to Atlantis. Ronan? Please? You realise, Ronan, if you fire that weapon, his head's gone. <laughs> yeah, so is Ronan's. Don't book the dreads. <laughs> Jennifer, the, the... Her sutures have torn. I need to restitch her before we can move her. Yeah, it's probably how he... Because he dropped her on the ground. You got Wraith looking for you. I know. Listen, you stand a better chance fighting them together than fighting each other. I mean, obviously, the odds of actually winning are still ridiculously low, but. Not helping. Oh, my God. We'll get to. Rodney, the voice of reason. He's right. This place can be swarming with Wraith. It's better off if we work together. Isn't there a union of runners or something? <laughs> <laughs> Not really. A union requires organization and people to live long enough to think about it. Yeah. Ah, the montage stitch. All right, she's ready. Let's go. Right. Oh. <laughs> no, they come. I'll tell you, the sneaky buggers when they want to be. Crap. Oh, oh. Ouch. 
Come on, Rodney. Load that weapon. Really? Keller? Now, this is great for Keller. I will! And what she didn't know was that the stuntman was being told every time they filmed it, go a bit faster. So that slight look of panic you saw on Jules face was because she was just being pushed a bit far. <laughs> Show off. I was very vampire, wasn't it? Yeah. Where'd you learn to fight like that? Oh, I've been taking a few sparring lessons. Oh. And every time they filled that, Ronan kept twisting the knife, even they told him don't do that because she couldn't do it. Normally it's just him and John, although I suppose she's been learning from Taylor. You know, you could have just asked for her assistance as opposed to kidnapping her. He knows, Rodney. Here, I got you something. It's a kind of teleportation device. Oh, teleportation, huh? Well, it was, anyway. I kind of broke it. New toy. Okay, you can't really do delicate work while you're walking through the woods, Rodney. I brought the wraith to her village. She's the sole survivor. Been there, done that, thinks Ronan. Mm-hmm. Living with that. Nah, he's gonna die. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm gonna get you out of this. Both of you. I wonder if possibly gambling. You know, I was skipping through the woods. Uh, After a while, though, you, you start to recognise parts of the landscape. They were there a couple of scenes ago. I'm sure of it. It's one of the tricky things about filming this episode. They were walking through, you know, first it was Ronan and Rodney, and then Kerrick and Jennifer, all walking through the same pieces of woodland. Want to make a run for it? Shoot our way through? Ships will be alerted as soon as the shooting starts. We'll be called before we can even dial. Just gonna have to take our chances. Hey! You fixed it. I'm about fix, more of a patch, really. It's incredibly complicated technology. I'm not sure if it'll actually... Hey! What are you doing? Gonna improve our chances. Because <laughs> you fixed it, Rodney. He wants it back. Nice. Very organic. Don't go down there by yourself. <laughs> See, Rodney. He's a great distraction. Look, just, just, just... Wait a second, all right? Look, I'm not sure if I've actually fixed it. You'll need to test it before you... <laughs> Ronan's thinking, I really want one of them. <laughs> huh. I guess I did fix it. Nice. That is a strategically good weapon to have. Mm -hmm. Is it the gate? Stay with them. But then again, we saw that with the sedan. Uh-oh. Oops. <laughs> it did actually go red. I saw a brief red light. If you see three wraith, that means there's probably six in hiding as well. Didn't he say something about the dash being alerted once the shooting started? Yes. Styling the game. From behind the DHD, which is no mean feat, you need really long arms. He has that. There really were an awful lot of wraith on this planet. And he jumps backwards, so he'll probably keep firing. See, now when he jumps through the gate, then quickly runs behind it, the wraith run out straight forward, the gate closes, redials, and he jumps through. Job done. Mm. So in this world, he survived. We gotta get him move on. Alright, well, I'll take him to the gate, then I'll go back. Tell people it's safe to return to the village. And if there had been a stick season, we would have seen him again. But never fear, like he says, he, he became a recurring character on the second season of Stargate Universe. So we will see Mark again. Hmm. Uh, no, no, as, as they fly up, you want to you use that button there to, to shoot them. <laughs> shoot the ducks? Let her be, Rodney. She's not going to shoot innocent ducks. Pretend. So. Maybe you should show her a different game. Yeah, yeah, sure. Here. Well, how's our little patient? Oh, and John's back in the episode. Mm -hmm. Is he bothering you? Because I can have him removed, forcibly. Really? <laughs> John always seems to be good with kids. Mm. She'd love to have Celise come and live with them. That's great. Does Celise get a choice? Well, what choice does she have, really, you know? <laughs> At least Aaron seemed like a reasonably kind mother. Mm. Hopefully the Wraith won't return to that planet anytime soon. Yes, my parents and everyone they've ever known is dead, but I've got my doll. My doll? Ah, uh, Ronan the big softy. But then, look at Rodney's expression. I wonder how aware Jennifer is of the cold war that surrounds her at the moment. Oh, hello, what's this? 
Man to man talk. What? Okay. Here's the thing. I've, I've been thinking and uh, I need to know your intentions. Intentions? With Jennifer? Slight difference in height, muscle tone. That's grown in his intentions. <laughs> Do you really want to know, Rodney? <laughs> Good. Wait. Uh-oh. Now he's thinking. What do you mean by intentions? <laughs> <laughs> You're not quite sure if he's winding Rodney up. No. Good. Wait. What? Okay, this is awkward. <laughs> Maybe I do have intentions. <laughs> do you have intentions? Yes, well, of course I do. That's why I was asking you. So what are we going to do about it? I don't know. <laughs> you think he's just... I'm not going to fight you for if that's what you're thinking. Great. I'm not going to step aside either. So, I'm just going to have to let her decide. Okay. Okay. I think he's doing this just to wind Rodney up. <laughs> so, may the best man win. <laughs> we don't really see much of these pair interacting. Mm. This episode probably takes up 90% of the time they've actually been together. Mm-hmm. Maybe Ron felt sorry for being such a dick in the woods. <laughs> and that's not the title for a porn movie, is it? No, it isn't. <laughs> right, that was Tracker. That was a good episode. I enjoyed that a lot. I Lots of action. Good use of the very limited woodland there. They're available to them now. I mean, I'm pretty sure the sand pit has long gone. One of the running jokes about uh, Stargate SG-1, every time they went there, it actually got a little bit smaller. Again, the commentary track for this episode. Uh, they discussed a lot of the scenes they had to film. Many of the woodland scenes, they literally had the camera on the car park <laughs> and had the boys just walking through the woods, you know, right adjacent to where they parked all the camper vans and everything. Do you think something in Canada, they'd have access to more woods? Well, they would, but it's all about budget, isn't it? They've got to film within so many miles of the studio or costs just go through the roof. And, of course, a lot of uh, Canadian woodland is uh, protected. If you remember in Missing, they had to actually get permission to film in some areas. They had to guarantee they wouldn't actually damage anything, any of the trees. They had to leave it exactly how they found it. All ramps up the cost of filming on location. Indeed. Of course, Canada is double for so many places. Yeah, well, funnily enough, when I heard uh, they had that earthquake, I was thinking, Vancouver? Production value. <laughs> <laughs> they had the usual jokes of the uh, the garden furniture, you know, toppled over. <laughs> they will rebuild. Yeah, well. Right then, a bit of trivia. William Waring, this episode's director, he directed 13 episodes of SG-1, 16 of Atlantis, and 9 of Universe. Also directed episodes of Continuum, Strange Empire, and Painkiller Jane. Carl Binder, this episode's writer, wrote two episodes of SG-1, 15 of Atlantis and six of Universe, as well as Cedar Cove, The Messengers and LA Complex. And Dave Schmidt, who uh, had story credit. This was his only work on uh, Stargate, but he's also written for Shattered, Untold Stories, Twisted Tales and Falcon Beach. Right then, and that was Tracker. Next week's episode is going to be First Contact. Thomas will be joining us for that. Mm-hmm. The return of some aliens we've encountered before, but in a slightly different guise. On the next Stargate Atlantis, Dr. Jackson helps McKay. There, I think we're on to something. Discover a secret in Atlantis. Does that look familiar to you? Yeah, it's a device from the Atlantis lab. It could open the door to Armageddon. do we have? Oh, not very long at all, but 90 seconds. 90 seconds? On the next Stargate Atlantis. Jack? Daniel? Are you you? Yeah, you. What? I like the yellow ones. Never mind. Okay, then we have some feedback for The Queen from Matt McLeod over on Google+. Plus. Hated this episode when it aired, but over the years it's grown to me, and now I feel it has more weight than most other episodes. I replied that it has a whole different meaning when viewed after reading the Legacy series. I always liked the episode, but now it feels so much more important. We got an email from Levi, who gave us some small reviews for three episodes, starting with Queen. I really enjoyed listening to this podcast, and I can't wait for more episodes. I was waiting for this episode because I watched it beforehand, and was impressed with Taylor's prosthetics, and was wondering if Ronan would pull his gun on her. Thankfully not, but it could have contributed to the story, showing even Ronan believed it. Whispers, I didn't like the episode much, 
but your commentary helped me through it. I listen at night and I'm a teen, so it wasn't my favourite to listen to really. But I muscled through it. No problems in the end. The Shrine. This episode I like much better than Whispers, though the brain surgery part was not my favourite. I think I will watch this without listening or add in the Gatecast commentary. Thanks for that, Levi. And it's well worth checking out his Stargate Minecraft video adventure in his friends are creating. Check the links in the show notes or search for Warpgate Adventures on YouTube. We got a posting on Facebook from Steve Roberts, again for the Queen. You mentioned about how Taylor's ship was taking so much damage after being the one starting the fight and inflicting a load of damage in the original salvo. Well, the ship she was in could have been younger and have a thinner hull. The legacy books delve into the ships now they are created more than the show did. It was only in the final season that we saw how the ships were grown and really dealt with in the seed. And I'm sure they might have done more on this matter if there was a sixth season. So what I'm trying to say is that based on the way the legacy series describes the ships, their growth, setup, etc., it easily answers why Taylor's ship was taking more damage. As for why Taylor did not detect the wraith spine on her, was that she would have been sensing all the wraith on the ship, and this was at the beginning of her stay on the hive. She ended being on there a while, although it was never specified how long. Again, referring back to the Legacy series, they also referred to Todd's training during this time, where she would have learnt a lot more to control over her gift. Why did the Wraith go to Taylor without a direct backup? Well, the Queen is everything to the Wraith. I doubt he felt he'd have the backup of his fellow Blades if he had discussed his idea of challenging their new Queen, as it goes against all they are. Again, this mainly comes from what happens and how much more we learn about the Wraith in Legacy. The Legacy series is referred to a lot in these comments, but that is because a lot of questions you were all asking does actually get answered in these books, and is well worth reading for anyone who wants to continue the Atlanta storyline since it went off air. Thanks for another great show. Cheers for that, Steve. And yes, I have to second everything you've said about the Legacy series. The authors really do add a lot of detail to the Wraith technology, and more importantly, history and society. It really does evolve them from bad guys to genuine important race in the Pegasus galaxy and opens up so many opportunities for the future. If you want to get in touch with us then you can do so via the contact form on our website which is gatecast.co.uk or via email using gatecastpodcast at gmail.com. We are also on Facebook and Google Plus and we are also carried on iTunes and Stitcher Internet Radio. All the links for these are on our website and we've included an independent RSS feed which you can manually add to any podcatcher that has every episode we've released so far. If you have a mind, then you can leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. That would be appreciated, but not essential. Okay then, let's wrap the show up. Okay then everybody, thank you very much for joining us for this episode. I hope you join us for next week. If you've got any thoughts about the episode, or Gatecast in particular, Stargate more importantly, drop us a line, let us know, either feedback over on Facebook, Google Plus or Twitter, or email us. Mm-hmm. We'd appreciate it. We do. Right then. Take care, everybody. I've been Mike. I've been Alan. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Gatecast, hosted by Alan and Mike. Join us at gatecast.co.uk. Stargate forever. Stargate forever.